Welcome to Parak 19, a safer Shmuel base. David has unfortunately heard the sad news that his son Absalom, the one who rebelled against him, had been killed in battle. He cries awfully. In fact, Rukhaim Shmulevitz, the previous Rosh Shiva of Mir, used to go to Afshalom's grave, his kever, before Yam Narayim, as if to say to Hashem, David HaMelech cries for his son Afshalom, even though the son is rebelling against him, because it was the relationship he felt, irrespective of the actions and behavior. You, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, forgive us, irrespective of our behavior. Go for the relationship. David HaMelech, says the Ralbag, also realized that he deserved any suffering due to sins that he's committed. The Ralbag writes that. Yav was told about David's reaction. Now, if you can imagine, Yav risked his life going into battle for David. Yav now hears that David HaMelech is upset that the enemy, Avshalom, is killed. He goes to David, he criticizes David HaMelech for being ungrateful to the troops. David agrees. You see the power that David is able in a humble way to take criticism. He goes to the city and he shows appreciation to those who supported him. He's welcomed back as the leader, as the king. He then goes to Tzodok and the other Kohanim Amasa, and he tells them, return to Yerushalayim. He even tries to make Amasa leader of the army instead of Yoav, he appoints him. Remember, Amasa was Avshalom's general. Um, because David was unhappy with the fact that Yoav killed Avshalom, as the Radak writes in Posit Yadalit. Amasa, meanwhile, gathers support from Klal Yisrael, and then Shimi ben Gera enters the scene. Remember the one who cursed David Amelech? He apologized to David for rebelling against the king. And then there's the back and forth. Again, they argue, Avishai, this time that Shimi needs to be put to death, but David disagrees and, and keeps him alive, although we're going to see later in Shlomo Amelech's reign what happens to Shimi ben Gera. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth, if you remember, was the one who didn't come to Yerushalayim. He didn't accompany, uh, he didn't accompany David. He didn't, he stayed, excuse me, he didn't leave Yerushalayim. He didn't go with David. He, he stayed in Yerushalayim. David asked Mephibosheth why. If you remember, Tziva, who was the servant, told, told David previously that Mephibosheth wanted to be the king and therefore didn't support David. But now Mephibosheth gets to speak the truth. And he says that Tziva ran away with the donkeys because if you remember, Mephibosheth was lame. He couldn't move. And therefore, Tziva was the one who prevented Mephibosheth from going with David, from supporting him. Um, and now the truth bears out. Uh, David, therefore, uh, arbitrates this case. And he says Tziva Mephibosheth should split Charles' estate. Now, remember, previously it was given to Tziva fully, but now they should split it. The Radak has a, an interesting piece on this, whether Dawad HaMelech initially accepted Lashon Hara, he shouldn't have done so. The Gemara discusses that, um, but that is that episode. Meanwhile, David offers Barzillai, who's a wealthy supporter of David, he says, come with me to Yerushalayim, I'll look after you. Barzillai says no, but what he does ask is that his son should go there instead of him. The men of Yehuda help David over the Yarden on his return home. Israel and Yehuda have an argument about whether David focused too much on Yehuda over the other tribes. David doesn't get involved. And this was the basis of the Sheva ben Bichri rebellion, which we are going to see uh, later on. That the Radak says in Posuk uh, uh, Mem Dalit. That is the end of the 19th parak.